So it's um, On the Sofa with Rouge. And with me today is Adela Labors, who is um, was Adela Pires at one time in her life and then married and lived in England for 30 years, she's been telling me. And she's now back on the rock. She's been here for a while. And the whole reason of doing this podcast today is to raise awareness about stomas and, and having a stoma. Adela has a stoma and um, there is an association here in Gibraltar that helps people uh, with advice and, and, and just, you know, a shoulder to cry on, I suppose. And I want to hear everything about it. So I've invited Adela along, who's happy to talk about what happened to her. Um, should it, you know, be able to help somebody else and, and, and just to raise awareness, which I think is, is the most important thing. So thank you, Adela, for, for joining me this afternoon. My on, pleasure. On this windy day. We've got the windows open. We're in Main Street. So you, as usual, everybody hears all the noise in the background, but that's part of the part of the thing. Um, so tell me your story. I mean, what we, you were from Jib, then you went to live in England, and then at some point you decided to return to Jib. Yeah. Well, um, this was me in in 1970 mm. that, I, that I left Jib. Jib's very small, frontier yes. closed, because uh, I was going to see the world and I'm in the UK and, and never went any further. Uh, in 20... Uh, in 2000, actually. No, it wasn't 2000. I'm trying to think when I came over. In... Um, yeah, in 2000, I had had breast cancer. And okay. I, my mother-in-law died, and my husband said, well, look, we want to go back to Jib, you want to. And I'd always maintained that I, I think it's the thing about Gibraltarians that you would sort of, at some stage in your life, you, you return home. So I returned back to, to Gibraltar with my two youngest, the, the elders was in university, mm-hmm. and... We settled back here in Gibraltar. Uh, well, I settled back. My family hadn't only visited. Yes. And then from there, I ended up having been very, very ill in 2011. So did you manage to get, get rid of the breast cancer when yes. you first got it? So it you, was, you it was a, I had a very, very small cancer. Mm. I had a lumpectomy. All the nodes got removed. Yes. Because they used to do that at the time. Yes. And I was fine. Yeah. Then in 2011, I... Um, was extremely ill, and I ended up having ovarian cancer. Oh dear! Um, but thankfully, dear. I survived that as well. You're with, amazing with, with chemo. Yes, and carried on with my life and my family, my husband, my children. Yes, and then blow me! In 2015, I actually developed colon cancer. Gosh, Adela. So, um, so are all these new? These are all. They're, they're all primary. Not, they're all I'm primary. Very, I'm very, very lucky in that uh, they're primary. Um, yes. If it'd been secondary, it would be yes, a, a different, different story. A different story, and I may or may not be here. Right. So, right. Well, thank God that you are, yeah. and that you're here to tell the tale. Yeah. So, so I ended so up. So then, in 2015, you you discovered that you had it in the in the bowel. Yes. Right. Um, somebody who didn't have the history of having a cancer, the gene, mm. um, it might have been okay mm. because it hadn't quite developed. It was just the beginning of cancer. But in view of my history, um, the master said, nope, out it comes. 
So yes. it was out it came. Okay. And in the process? I ended up with a stoma. You ended up with a stoma. So just for, for anybody listening who doesn't understand what a stoma is, um, just tell us exactly what, what it is. Actually, stoma is a Greek word, which actually means, I've researched this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> opening a mouth. Okay. So any opening is called a stoma. Okay. Uh, we have it because we have problems with our digestion and obviously the end products mm. uh, can't come out the same way mm. but also people who perhaps have had cancer in the in in the esophagus esophagus yeah the opening is called a stoma because okay, it's an opening same, yeah, it's so any it's, opening okay so so you were told that you were going to have to have a stoma yes and right. i was also told very clearly that in view of my history yes um it would be um it would not be reversible they they couldn't guarantee mm. That if they reversed it and I was ill again, mm. that they would actually basically save my life. So my circumstances, you know, it was just, you. I've always accepted everything. But you're incredible. You're, you can see, right? I'm sitting here with you <laughs> and I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, my goodness, how you're so matter of fact about this. You know, this is the third time you have cancer. I mean, I guess you don't have much of a choice. You just have to go for it 100% and fight it all the way. And you know, the alternative might be what? You sit well, there and, and wallow. You and wait. why are you going to do Yes, no, so you don't want to do that. I've always no. been an extremely very positive, positive incre- get up and go and get on with it in great faith. Yeah, so how do your family take all this? I mean, you're, you know, a, a wife and a mother and a, gra- a grandmother, I suppose, I've, now. I've got one grandchild in the UK. And so, you know, this happens to you. How do you, how do they deal with it? Well, I think that after having survived the ovarian cancer, which was actually a stage four cancer, um, in which my, at least my eldest son thought that that was it. Um, wow. I think anything else, they take it in a stride. Yeah. Um, my daughter found it hard because mm. we had to leave her behind in Gibraltar. Um, and go to England for treatment. And go for, tr- well, for an operation, which yes. ended up being twice. Because they, they, the first time they, they had to close up. Um, the other thing is that having a stoma is, if, if I sort of get back on track, for anybody, a, a lot of people, it tends to be done in keyhole surgery. Okay. Because it's... It's relatively, sort of, I'm not saying it's easy, but it can be managed through keyhole surgery. Right. Unfortunately, because I've had so many things removed through the ovarian cancer, that I ended up being opened a third time all the way from under my breast all the way down. So, so normally it could be, it doesn't, you don't have to have a stoma because you've had cancer. No. I mean, in your case it was, but in other cases it's just any digestive problems, maybe Crohn's disease. That's correct. No? What other diseases, for well, example, we might... have um, in the support group which you mentioned at the beginning yeah um which we have which is the stormies it's actually the called, stormies it's called well it's not the stormies it's it's called os, os, oh, excuse my uh it's ostomy stoma um group we have a, a a whatsapp group and we have a facebook as okay. well and the whatsapp group is a support group we've just it 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 was actually Stuart who, who started with Gino yes. and Janet, who Federico, who is no yes. longer with us, yes. uh, who actually started getting this together. Um, because my understanding is Stuart was in 2016. Gino was extremely very, very sick at the time. Um, so everybody comes with a history, you know, of what's happened. They 
their uh, stoma has come as a consequence of having either Crohn's disease mm. or coli colitis. Colitis, colitis. Yes, colitis. In some cases, it's um, having ulcer as well with the mm. uh, colitis. And that makes yes, it is. even more complicated. There's various different diseases of the gut, which would then cause the gut to be cut and rejoined. Well, the and bowel. In, and the bowel. And in some, in some cases, it can't be rejoined. So it, it, you just have this little opening. That's so right. for the waste, for your waste to come out. That's correct. Obviously, whatever you eat has to come out at some, Precisely. At some point. Yes. Whatever you put down your throat yes. has to come out. So, so you wake up for this operation and you know you've got a stomach. How, how, do, how do you deal with that? I mean, you're a very positive person, but but other people, I mean, you know, it, it is big news to be told. Look, it, it is. This is and, and, it, and it's, as I said, I feel that I'm blessed because I just take things in my stride and get on with it. Yeah. When I'd had the actually ovarian, they said that I might end up waking up with a stoma mm. and I remember that before the operation they put two little crosses they put so that they know exactly because you get measured where it's going to be and I remember that when eventually I did have the second operation to have my cancer removed um, when I woke up the first thing I did it was a touch touch your tummy and I thought oh thank god I don't have a bag <laughs> yes and and that was it but of mm. course little did I know that uh, four years later mm. I would end up having to have a bag yeah so, so they did that operation here in gym no right I've been dealt with all my I've been in the UK okay do they do these operations here in gym yes they do they, they do. actually they do, do have mm. a very good surgeon mm. I can't remember his name a number of my friends, in fact the school friends and colleagues from the uh, support group have actually had their operations here in Gibraltar Okay, and um, very successful and very grateful that uh, they're alive exactly. because you know one of the things is that this stoma has actually helped us to stay alive and yes. to carry on with our life. And to have your autonomy and to be independent. And Precisely. To be able to and just around. get on with life. And, yes. and, you know, so it's a little inconvenient, but yes. what's the alternative? That, yeah, I know. That you develop something that's going to kill you? So... Yeah. Of no. course, if you if you if you think of it like that, there's no there's no you know two ways about it. No, there isn't. You've just got to keep going. What what um the the, the biggest the biggest difficulty for you of having a stoma in jib um it, it what is the you know what worries you the most maybe or about going out because in a social I mean the summer for example you're living in a place that's very hot swimming the beach I've gone all those swimming things. I do you do everything I do everything I mean the only thing yeah. I don't do is I don't drink but no drink doesn't seem to agree yeah. with, my, that, with my digestion is that something that, that people can't is one no, of the things no no no, no. no, no it's me I'm, oh. I'm, I'm a lot mm. of chemo a lot of things that's yeah. happened and in the end it wasn't mm. it's not that much you know no. you can't drink you can't drink you just have soft drinks and things yes, like that. Yes, doesn't matter. Into the verano, occasionally, yes. very watered down. So. But is there anything that you that you feel like day to day life inhibits? It stops you from from just living normally. No, what it does is that um, sometimes you think that you smell and I'm asked, do I smell? No, you don't smell. And you sort of think that you, you might smell because the stoma can, can burst. That's one of the problems that you actually can have with your stoma. Because um, you have a little bag attached to it. Though. It's actually different size bags and, okay. and there are different shapes oh, really? <clears throat> and there are also different types because okay. uh, the people, um, 
you have the bank, the, the stoma that can be a colostomy, which is actually attached to your, through this little hole, uh, comes from the large bowel, which is what I have. Yes. There is also ileostomy, which actually comes from the small bowel. Right. And a number of the people that have had uh, Crohn's or colitis mm. or anything that's to deal with that actually mm. comes from uh, the small the small bowel the small bowel mm. in fact Stuart was actually telling me that he'd had <clears throat> his large bowel had been removed because he'd wow. been deceased and had a lot of problem so it got removed the whole thing got removed yes I believe mm. if I remember I mean I could be wrong but I believe that he said that it had so you just carry on yes and you and Obviously, the smell because it's because you just go change the bag and that's, that's it. Right. I suppose it's no. Yeah, unless... my my bag. I need to change um, two three times a day, depending what I've eaten, yes. depending if it's a good day or bad day. Mm. Um, and I don't like going out and having a bag that's dirty. Mm. Um, like before coming here, change into a clean bag and that's it. The other people who have my my friends who've had like Chrome. They've got a different bag. The, their bag can last about two or three days. Oh, really? Yes. The reason being that it's got like a little opening oh, at the bottom. Yes. And you sort of yes um, siphon it out. You well, turn you the little, siphon, bus, little actually, button. It's, it's yeah, not, like a little tap. It, it, it comes out and you put it over the toilet and yes. you empty it out. Um, mine isn't. Mine, I just have to take the whole thing off. Yes. Um, you have a well, spray to remove all... it. Yeah. Um, you clean it very You've got to be very careful that you actually clean it. Yeah. Um, that you don't irritate your skin as well. Mm. Uh, and, and how are you treated by the GHA here in Gibraltar? Um, because, you know, we hear a lot of negative things, but there are positives as well. And my um, friends at, in the group have all been treated very, very well because my... Um, chrome has come as a consequence of, of cancer. Mm. I get sent off to the UK and I went to the Marston. Right. I haven't actually been seen. I did get seen in order at the time the sponsored patient had to approve whether you went over or not mm. a number of years ago. Um, I've not been discharged. So, you know, I'm not seen by the master or anything. So, so you're seen by anybody here in Jib? Nope. You're not? No. So if you have any issue, well, any, I would go to then the you'd doctor. go to the doctor A&E or whatever yes. and they'd sort you oh, out. Oh, yeah. I mean, they would sort me out. Yes. I'm not saying that they have abandoned no. me. No, 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 no. It's just that because my treatment and everything has Was been in England. In England. Mm. And, and things like pads and resources for your condition, how, how do you source all that? Okay, well, that's all sourced through the hospital, actually, uh, the GHA. Um, everything is free. Yes. We don't pay for it. Yes. Um, in the basement at the moment is where they have the pharmacy. Right. Um, a bone of contention is, that's been the latest thing that we have been talking about, is that They've got security doors. Right. And you need to get somebody from reception to let you in, to go downstairs and let you in. Mm. Uh, go to the pharmacy, who are extremely nice people there. Yeah. To get uh, your supplies, to, to get, get your, your supplies. That's your, right. Your replacements. They've got, they've got um, a, a list of all the things that you need to take, because mm. there's quite a lot of things that you actually have. Mm. You have your stomas mm. I, I take a month three boxes yes you then have your spray which is to um, 
because you can't just pull it off. It's a bit painful. So you get the edge, you spray it, and ah. it comes off. You then have your little... Um, uh, it's like little towels that you wet and you wash it up. Okay. And, and then you obviously have your sacks, your black sacks, your little black sacks, where you dispose of all of it because it doesn't go in the toilet. You right. dispose of it. Uh, and then you have to throw it out with your rubbish. Well, that's what I do because there yes. isn't any place that, that you can take it. Yes. But then, I mean, you take dog's poo and you throw it away in, in the rubbish. Bin. So Anywhere. in the bin. So, it's the same. Know, yeah. So basically, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same. Okay. And, and that is all uh, down in the in the basement. Okay. And as I said, it's been a, a bone of contention in the sense that <clears throat> they're going to move it, they're not going to move it, um, they're going to give it to um, the uh, one or two chemists to be responsible. Rock Cool Limited for all your air conditioning, refrigeration and catering equipment. We specialize in design, sales, repairs and maintenance and we were established in 1997. Please visit our website www.rockcoolgibraltar.com or call us on 200 50386. We look forward to hearing from you. How many people in Jib do you reckon we, have a stoma? Well, we were talking and we think it's about 100. Yeah, that's, an, that's quite a lot of people. There might be more, but we don't know about them. Yeah. So we think that it's about all ages. Yeah. Um, I guess you mean we as in the, the, the group that you've set group. up. So tell me about the group, Adela, because you, 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 you smile when you talk about them. I mean, I guess, I guess for all of you, it's a great support to have each other. It is, because... Yeah, they've um, all been through yeah, the I same mean, thing. We, we've had... Somebody had some relation who had stayed longer or had, had no she didn't she'd had a problem had used a lot of bags and wanted to know how she could get some bags so we were all sort of offering look i've yes. got this bag oh. you can have this box i'll then get some more um but in the end i think they went to a and e and over there they helped them yes. we've also got a storm nurse have you we have who's called Lindsay, who's very very nice we've had a, a a, a number of them that have come and, go, and gone. Um, Stoma nurses are properly trained. They are. They're nurse, trained especially in, for this yeah, kind of care, no? Precisely. They're sort of trained in the mm. care of, of your stoma. Mm. If you have a problem, I mean, you've got a stoma nurse, you can look at it, check it out. I mean, the doctor, when they used to, because they used to be seen by the gynae doctor, Mr. Um, end or comes over to Jib mm. uh, but I now got discharged from that because it was a number of years from, from my other can two cancers yes. and they would ke keep an eye on me here and he would, would sort of look because mine has got like a little window okay. and you pull it down and you can see and you can see oh yeah it looks fine yes. you know? because the stomach could also get diseased. You could have a problem with it. Yeah. So, yes, it's nice and healthy, so it's fine. So, so it's nice to have um, other people in your group that if, if you feel anything, you can, you know, me mentally as well, I guess, it's it's a whole bunch of acceptance. Not well, that your body's now like this. And yeah, well, we also have all kinds of uh, people who got different stomachs for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, one of them is, I mean, I'm not going to mention the name, um, but I mean, he's a good friend and um, he actually hasn't had Crohn. He hasn't had cancer as far as I know. I think it's his body just shut down and he ended up having to have um, a stoma. Mm. Um, he also 
has TPN, which is he is fed through a tube. Okay. Um, and he's part of the group because obviously, I mean, he does have a stoma. Yes. Uh, but he, he also has loads of other things and he's the most positive person that Incredible. I've ever known. One of the things about the people is that we get positive, you know. Um, one of the things, and I'm still going to mention it because it really, I felt um, the ignorance of some people. We had in the piazza a, um, it was part of the disability um, groups mm. that the disability, the actual disability group mm. had invited all of the different charities, different support groups. And we were there a, a very nice day. And this person comes along looking and he says, oh, well, what's this? What, oh, wait, wait, stoma, stoma, what's that? You know, the bag. Oh, and he goes like that as if he's, and I thought, what's he doing? You know, like he's an idiot or something wrong. He actually said, I'd rather shoot myself than have a stoma. I got what? so annoyed with this him? person and so frustrated. I said to him, and there was... How ignorant. I, I said to him, Excuse me? You'd rather shoot yourself? I'm alive. Yes. I'm alive because yes. I got a stoma. And so my colleagues here, because yes. there was about three of us there. And How it, it sort of really stopped in my track to sort of think that... Ups upsetting. That it wasn't so much that it, it did upset me, but it was the absolute How ignorance. ignorance. Yes. yes. What ignorance? No idea. No yeah, idea. No idea. No. That, you know, no. I mean, you, Do you come across that a lot, do you think? No, that was the first time that I come across. You yeah. know what I mean? Some people don't want to talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, you understand all, that. You're talking it's about when your poo thing. comes out. Yes, you know? I know. It's a private thing and you but don't want people maybe to know or whatever. It doesn't bother me. I mean, so, I'm... I, no, but you're incredible, Adela. I just get off with it. Uh, yes. And um, so it doesn't stop you doing anything. Nope. And you go swimming and I you go do everything. Swimming. I go swimming. If yeah. I went swimming um, in Catalan Bay on Wednesdays, we... With my sister-in-law, we went there at nine in the morning, and we would go swimming. And and some people, um, one of our newest members, uh, her daughter actually thought she takes it off to go swimming. You don't, oh. um, you keep it on. You just go swimming, swimming. and that's it. Etankini is the best because mm. if you have to change, you just pull your pants down and yes. go. You know, obviously when you go to the toilet, yes. as opposed to trying to get struggle out of a, yes. a wet swimsuit. But no, uh, you incredible. also have, um, you can get hernias. I was, oh, okay. I've got a hernia. Right, because of it? Because... Of the operation and stuff. I, I honestly don't know. Mm. Uh, I mean, my body's gone through a lot. Yes. So I am not too sure about it, but mm. I have a hernia. And uh, the nurse, our lovely stubborn nurse, who has got loads of, let's say, goodies, um, mm. we got measured to have a... It's not a girdle, it's a little support. Mm. And you can wear those, mm, which, help. uh, which they, actually they, helps mm. uh, because it keeps your hernia in. Mm. Um, some of the other members actually wear them because they feel that it's easier for them to... You wear it against your skin, then you have yeah. your pants, your knickers or whatever on. Mm. But it's like support, I suppose. It is a support, like, yes. Like when you're pregnant, that you wear these <laughs> kind of belt things to hold your tummy <laughs> yes. up. I remember... 
being pregnant and having this belt. And I used to think, my mother used to say, put that on, you'll feel better. I was like, where am I going to go with this? But actually, it does work and it's true. I just you, hate anything just, tight. Yes, so. yes. And as a charity, Adela, what do you... We're not a charity. You're not a charity. We're not a charity. You're chari- just a support group. We're just a support right. group. I mean, I was talking to Stuart that maybe we should yeah. try and get some funds yeah. and and um, to charity status. But w- we want to be there to help people. To help to, other people. To help other people, yeah. to, mm. to support them mm. to to give them advice um not that we're the expert but at least no. we've got it but the thing is that as you as you have it yes and and you can then help other people by advising them on if they have any questions no i suppose that's right um, how many are you in the in the group well in the whatsapp group we have about 35 wow that's a lot of people yeah we have 35 in the whatsapp that's group. a good third of the, the yeah. amount of people and we've, we've... in the facebook we've got about 115 members which we think might be family members of right. people that maybe if they're elderly they might not be on um yes yeah, so social on, media and on all the that. social media yes. and the family does it for them yes i mean we also got um the daughter of someone who uh, is in the group on mm. behalf of her mom and ask questions and help. We've also got somebody who's very young. Ah, because on uh, Fridays, I don't know when this podcast will come out, but on Friday at Victoria in the Mooga, there's a um, disability fair. Okay. So we're going to be there from 12 until <laughs> 6. I, yeah. I, I don't know if we've got p- enough people to cover all of it. Are you considered, is this considered a disability? It is, because it's a hidden disability. Right, interesting. We need toilets. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to ask you, what, 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 how can things improve in Gibraltar for for? Well, if, if they had... Um, what kind of, what do you mean toilets? Like more public toilets, do you mean? We need pub- if we're out and you suddenly, yes. your bag burst, or you have a, an accident, or yes. something happens, you need to go to, the ne- to your nearest toilet. Yes. Toilet that has... Something very simple, toilet with a wash basin and so that you can go into the toilet and wash the area and you need wash to. the area, wash your hands, you know, refresh yourself, change obviously to yes. put on a clean one. Um, there are disabled toilets and there's a rudder key that you can open them with. Right. The uh, disability in, um, oh God, I'm trying to think now. In uh, Europort, yeah, where the was it the telephone people used to be um, in Europort. Europort, yeah, you know where the primary health care centre yes, for is the now. children. Yes, round the back. Round the back. Well, yes. if you go in on the, I can't remember another floor, so I'm not going to send people to the wrong floor. But there's the disability um, centre. Yes, and you can get. Um, you can fill in a form about what disability you have, the same yeah. visible ones. And I've actually got a card that has one of my disabilities that I can't stand <laughs> a lot, mm. very long, mm. and that I may need a toilet mm. more often than other people. And obviously disabled toilets, the reason the disabled toilets are best for us is because they've got... Um, yes, and they're probably bigger got, space. Not there's as bigger well. space, yes. there's a basin, yeah. um, you know, and so you can wash yourself and clean mm. yourself. So, mm. so yeah, one of the things that so it is an invisible disability. Mm. And do you lobby the government? Do you put are you a bit of a pressure group as well when when you need things? That well, not well, yeah, the government, but via the disability 
Um, oh, you do it through them. Through them. The Disability Society. They're the, they're the ones. They're who, the ones who who, 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 who lobby are, the government on your behalf. Yeah, and okay. they're the ones who um, are, are doing this fair on on Friday. Friday. And do you think that you should be autonomous and do your thing yourselves and go yourselves, or are you happy to be part of the disabled group? We can't be autonomous in the. Uh, my opinion is that we can't be autonomous mm. because we need supplies comes from the GHA. Yeah. Um, toilets that we need or the rudder key. Um, what, what is the rudder key? You mentioned it before. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 a very long key. Right. But what it is is it's a key that actually opens ah. the disabled toilet. For that, the ah. disabled toilet has to have a, a rudder lock. Right. Which means that any person who's disabled, that, that don't have can to use, have yes. for any other yes, reason, can use it. Can use it, and mm. you have a key. So it's mm. you don't then have the toilet, you know, disabled mm. toilets that have normal locks. Mm. That oh, there's a long queue in the toilet. You know, I'm going to go and use. So the people just go and use the disabled toilet. Well, there might be people who are hanging about and standing mm. that can't stand. You know who really need it. So with a key, yeah. you can use it. What is your the best advice you could give to anybody who might be um, facing having to have a stoma? My best advice is go for it. Because if you don't have a stoma and you have things like chrome or colitis or, I mean, if you, or cancer or whatever, um, if you don't go and have your operation because your bowel would need to be resectioned or, or would have to have bits taken out, mm. you know, you might not be here next year to tell the story. Mm. And it's not, it's a, it's a, uh, a hidden disability. But I mean, we're not disabled. I mean, no. we're fine. You do everything. We do you. everything. Um, it's a just that. You know, we, real, we, we um, have got a problem, which sometimes we need help. Yeah, of course. Um, my podcast is called Why Bother, right? right? I've asked all my guests, how, why do you bother to do this? Why do you, you know, do, why do you keep going? So I'm going to ask you. I know I, I can imagine what the answer is going to be. Well, because I'm the type of person that... I get involved in things. I'm also a bosom buddies. Yes. Um, and we've had a fashion show and we raise yes. funds for all the other cancer charities. So having got a stoma, I got involved with a stoma group. I mean, I wanted a group and it was actually meeting Stuart waiting at the basement in the hospital for to get our supplies that we started talking because I hadn't mm. met anybody in Gibraltar that had a stoma mm. until that moment. Right. It was uh, when I came over. It was Gigi. I, she's no longer with us. Yes. Um, Gigi, who worked at the hospital. Who worked at the hospital? Yes. The, the stoma nurse in England says, "No, no, mm. I've, I've sent it. Yeah, yes. I've sent it all over to Gigi. You just go and see. Have you got mm. a problem?" But I didn't know anybody else, mm. and it was only meeting him that he then told me about Janet Federico and other people. Mm. And we then had a coffee. Yeah. We met together, and now we're more. We got uh, Charles Farr, who's taking um, the lead in um, writing to the hospital. And if there's a problem, he's the one that writes. And Ida Delaney as well right. is uh, helping out with the sort of. Uh, the group, because being involved in other things, you know... Mm. It takes I, up a lot of time. It takes up a lot of time. <clears throat> How is the quality of your life now? My life is fine. I get tired, but, you know... Normal. It, that's the that's history, my age as well. Yeah. I'm 73, so, you know... Yeah. 
It's amazing, Adela, and you're here to tell the tale, and I'm, I'm really here. glad that you've, you've, you're such a fighter, aren't you? I am, and I'm very grateful to have my children and the support that uh, my children give me. One is in the UK, one's in Madrid, and one, my daughter, is here with it's us. here, which is a blessing. It is a blessing. Of course. It is a blessing. Tell me something. If you would be on a desert island and you could only take one person with you, who would you take? Who would I take? I don't know. Um, I suppose I would take my husband and my oh. stormers. And your stormers? Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. you'd need it. We'd need, need it. I'd need a great oh. big amount so of hours on, a, yes. on a desert island. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming. Well, I thank you. Okay. Thanks to Stuart, really, because Stuart is the one. Well, I've already done a podcast with him about dyslexia, which was super interesting. And we're talking about doing some more things. And he said, oh, you know, you really must speak to my friend Adela, who's who's very happy to tell you about her story. And I hope lots of people listen and 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 get, you know, some some um, what's the word? Uh, reassurance from somebody like you, Adela. You're an absolute trooper and um, I'm very so happy to have you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to series three of my podcast, which is called Why Bother? It's a question I've often asked myself, and I'm sure you have too. And I wanted to speak to people about their journeys to success, why they've bothered. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a big thank you, too, to artist Beatrice Garcia for designing the podcast icon. Her website is beatricegarcia.com. Thank you for listening, and please like and rate the show. And should you want to get in touch, my email is rougechip at gmail.com.